Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr. Bean, and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool AF. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. On tonight's Stop Hammer Time, get relegation done, says Jim. Get relegation done, he says. No more living under the oppressive heel of the Premier League with all their rules and their regulations and their VAR. Get Brexit done. We can do deals with the National Basketball Association. Once we're, once we're out of the Premier League, we'll be a powerful, all-thrusting force, says Jim. I disagree. We'll talk about that on the podcast. Also coming up... Stephen Onzonzi is the purchase we need, says 2015 Jim Grant. If he comes in, we'll end up sixth. 2020 Jim Grant disagrees. He says he's aged, he's a slightly older... Don't you tell me what I think, says 2015 Jim Grant. Jimmy Kebaker just fuck up down. Look here, 2015 Jim Grant, says 2020 Jim Grant. Don't you give that attitude. Shut your fucking trap, says 2015 Jim Grant. Jimmy Kebe is just a cunt and so are you. Hey, 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 says Phil. Shut up, Baldy, says 2015 Jim Grant. 2015 Jim Grant and 20, uh, 2020 Jim Grant have a fight on the floor and roll around and then they buy some absinthe. And that's the end of that story. I slightly disagree with both of them. We'll dissect 
that issue on the podcast of whether Stephen Enzonzi is a, a good purchase for the club. We don't know that he's a purchase, but his name has been mentioned. And 2015 Grant, Jim Grant cannot be more delighted. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Joining me this week are, uh, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. And joining us, one of our one of our best friends on the podcast. He is Colin Milne. Good evening. This is 2020, Colin Milne. That's Good. just the weight. Right, oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. That 2020 diet for 20 days you eat carbohydrates, and then for another 20 days you eat nothing. That's a bad diet, isn't it? The 5-1 diet was I, the one... I didn't know about the nothing. Nobody right. told me. Oh, did you just drink? I just drank. You just yes. drank. Well, some of, that, some of those craft beers are, are very nourishing. They're very Moorish, and in fact, they're very good in the second half. Right. If right. you just wait at the bar and don't go back for the second half, oh, they, they yeah. are quite Moorish. Right, right, right. So you've missed quite a few second halves. I've missed quite a few um, seasons. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's possibly... possibly Possibly quite admirable, uh, 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 quite a worthy approach. Admirable, advisable. Yes, yes. We have three games of football to discuss, or three second halves uh, in Colin's case. We have the uh, Everton game that we saw, uh, the one-all draw, and then there was the Leicester game, which uh, none of us saw, but we heard about, didn't we? We reported. I saw it. I I didn't go to... Yes, no, you saw it on the television. television. But we didn't go to that. Uh, So Mm. it was reported, uh, very Mm. much like the coronavirus. It was bad news and uh, made a lot of people very unhappy. And then the cup game, uh, which uh, you went to, I went to. You went went to, to Jim. Yeah. I had a, uh, I, I did an impro gig in Bath. Uh, at a sort you of did burns. an impro gig in the Bath? In the Bath, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, all right, that's good. Yeah, yes, Jim. What's wrong with that? There's nothing What's wrong, wrong with, with it. doing I, No, it's curious, but it's nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with it. It was a Burns night gig in, oh. in Bath. Uh, Bath in West in, in the Bath West, in the West Country in the West Country yeah yes. but it was in a bath yeah it was in a bath yeah uh, e- epicenter bath. of Scottish 18th century lyric poetry of exactly. course Bath yeah. yeah yeah Bristol is of course further uh, west than Edinburgh uh, yes I think that might no, be true uh, no Edinburgh is further west uh, than yeah, Bristol yeah, 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 yeah yes that's correct on a tilt. yes because it's on tilt yeah. you think uh, but you think yes, Bristol right. is further west yes. than Edinburgh. Liverpool and Bristol are more or less in line, but yes. Edinburgh is further over. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all of this is thankfully Helpful. helping us avoid talking <laughs> yes. about one of the less uh, less pleasing weeks in the history no, of West Ham. It, is a, it has been a week of uh, uh, a draw and two losses, and uh, has been uh, presented has essentially presented with a rather worrying uh, scenario. I mean, I think. Um, We've, in our 12-year history of doing this podcast, uh, we've been in this position where we're teetering on the brink of possible relegation, and I, uh, this is another one of them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm failing currently to see the green shoots of recovery. I would concur with that. I think we are in serious trouble, um, and I think whatever happens in the transfer window... Um, it's going to be too little, too late, I suspect. Oh, um, do you think we're going to go down? Yeah, I do. Oh, good grief. Uh, well, that's true. Right. Yeah, I do. Right, right. Uh, I, I think the, 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 the fixture coming, the next you know, few fixtures have th- thrown up, um, let's face it, you know, three write-offs and one absolute must-win game against a team that's been a bit of a bogey team for us in recent mm-hmm. seasons. Um, 
thereafter we've got difficult London derbies we've got games against rivals that you might say are winnable but they include things like Newcastle away which is not a happy hunting ground traditionally Wolves um, at home that you know that they are much better than us at the moment um, you know Burnley <laughs> they seem to be reviving themselves Southampton at home but they're on a very good run at the moment it is very very difficult to see where the points are going to come from um, uh, from a team that looks shot in so many ways it's, it's, uh, it's really alarmed me the last couple of games they they have been clueless gutless um, outpaced uh, outthought um, lacking tenacity um, every tussle for a ball we lose we don't pick up second balls um, the first half against Leicester was getting on for as bad as I've seen. Um, it reminded me there was, you know, unless we, you know, uh, Terry Jones, because there was a Monty Python sketch many, many years ago, which there was a football match between, I think it was like St. Mary's Hospital or something, or some doctors right. in white coats and a Long John Silver 11. <laughs> yes. And the Long John Silvers, I don't know if you remember it, kind of just stood there going, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, and it could yeah. basically falling over. And the, the, the doctors in white coats kind of ran madly around them and they won about sort of, you know, 14 nil or something. It felt like that. We were so static. We didn't get near anybody. They, they just, they weren't particularly at it. And they just passed the ball through us, ran round us, um, horrendous. And then the first half against uh, West Brom, against their reserves, pretty much, again, you know, absolutely all those things. We were they just they were quicker, they were sharper, uh, their passing was more accurate. They they were more tenacious. They won headers. They deserved. Well, we were lucky to be only one nil down at the end in of particular, that first the, half. In particular, Jim, the first half um, against West Brom, um, and, and carrying on uh, Phil's theme, I was surprised to see Carlos Sanchez come out with a parrot on his shoulder and a crutch, <laughs> because yeah. obviously he was playing one of the Long John Silvers. Um, I, I, I can't actually remember too many players that have worn a West Ham shirt that have played worse than Carlos Sanchez in the period that he's been here. I'm not saying he was the worst player on the pitch on Saturday because there was severe competition. Yeah. There, there were some very uh, poor performances indeed. It's a team malaise, isn't it? It's not, you know, you can pick out some individuals for excoriation. Uh, Balbuena was literally incapable of passing the ball to yeah. another West Ham yeah, yeah. player. He must have misplaced half a dozen passes either straight out or straight no, to can, a West Brom player in a row. Because yeah. it was first half and obviously West Ham yeah. were kicking towards you um, in yes. the first half. Uh, he was at my end in the first half. Yeah. It was six passes in a row. In a row. In a row. Um, one of them was a long pass. I think it was a sixth pass. The first five were short passes. They to should have opponent. been straight four passes out of defence, shouldn't they? Yeah. And they were, yeah. Um, but but um, that, that they were ten-yard passes. Yeah. They, they, they weren't anything complicated. I mean, complicated. That, was, that, was, that was incompetence, but you know, we often tend to blame the passer of the football when, when passes go astray, but it's also true to say there was next to zero movement in front yeah. of the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Those passes were to, to a Yes, they, they, they were... They were so, yeah. so, like I say, you can pick out some particularly mm. horrible uh, performances, um, um, but 
that it is a team malaise. When David Moyes came uh, last time, uh, a couple of years ago, um, he uh, he inherited a team from Slaven Bilic. Slightly, he had slightly more games to improve things. This time he said, uh, this is a better team yeah. than the one I inherited under Slaven Bilic. And... Um, you know, he that's a perfectly acceptable thing for him to say because he's he's not gonna go, Oh, this this load of yeah, this he, load of rubbish. I can't do yeah, um, but also you I'm you, tempted you to say Mandy Rice Davis, well he would say that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, exactly. He would say that. But but on paper, in a sense, it possibly is a better team. You know, the the um Allaire is on paper an extremely good player, uh, given his history at Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh Fornals cost a bit of money and obviously did well at his previous club. Uh Anderson obviously is a forty five million pound Brazilian. So it's arguable that we got a sort of better cent- set of central defenders than he inherited last time. But I'm not uh for for a second supporting that point of view uh, because it, it's uh, just stripped of any confidence. Um, we've we've seen a few teams over the years that are less than the sum of their parts. This is just far less than the sum yep. of their parts. Just one of yep. these guys to play a little bit out of their skins would be great or to play to their potential. But, you know, there are players playing below their best potential. And that was sort of happening... That ha- was happening in the billet era a lot, was he was saying, these guys, you know, just one of these, if one of these guys could get a hold of this match, uh, we'd at least have something. But they're all playing less well than they can play. Yeah, I mean, there are several, I mean, there, you know, it's a complex picture, isn't it? I mean, I, I think he will regret, in, I mean, yeah, he had to kind of sort of say that, I think. But yeah. uh, Moyes will regret saying that because it isn't a better squad than the one he inherited no, last I, time. You know, and, fine. you know, he's uh, yeah, he's got to say it. But I think, you know, he will realise, and he might well have thought it, <laughs> having looked at the names Absolutely. on paper, but he will have realised now that that's not the case. Um, for me, Haller is turning into the thinking man's Carlton Cole. Um, you know, uh, similarly lacks mobility, not got any pace, uh, doesn't finish well if he's got... A, 10 seconds to think about it or even two um wins a lot of aerial battles but um the ball goes off at odd angles and you know um people don't get and we think yeah it's a team malaise he's getting he's lost confidence because nobody gets near to him there was one point where uh on saturday like he did he did that kind of chest down that he does Mm. to nobody i mean nobody was anyone it was 20 yards from him they were arguing with each other. Um, there were, there were, you know, badly miss hit balls. You know, Cresswell busted a, a gut to do an overlap for four hours at one point. Four hours just knocked it out for a goal kick. They all both argued with each other. Um, it's not a happy camp, very obviously, and um, it, you know, it's going down the tubes fast, and it's very difficult. Uh, Noble aside, and possibly to a certain extent, Rice, there aren't leaders in that team. I don't think. Um, and it's grim. I think it really, really is grim. There's no pace. I mean, that's one of the major no, factors. No, there no. is no pace. And with injuries to Antonio, Fredericks, Anderson now, uh, Masawaku now as well. Yeah, that is. Oh, is he injured? I think so. No, I don't no. think he was on the squad. I think he was injured. I, I assume he'd uh, been dropped after Leicester. I think he's he, carrying he was a bit pretty of a knock. Um, uh, I thought he was. Well, he was one of the better ones against Leicester, but uh, you know. That's not saying a lot. Um, that is all the pace in the team. Yeah. That's yeah, literally yeah. all the pace in the team. 
Um, so, well, actually, I think Four Nels has got pace. I I thought I mean Fornells I thought was unlucky to be a, to be one of the full guy substitutes on yeah. on Saturday. I, I I was amazed that he went off and Lanzini, who I mean it's not just that he's a shadow of his former self. I have rarely seen a, a footballer's form just fall off a cliff to the to the, to the extent that he has with him. He he needs a, a rest. I think uh, hmm. uh, he's just not at it at all, struggling really badly. Um, and that's a worry because, you know, he, he should be one of our leading, you know, creative players. And he's yeah, just, I mean, I thought in the early part of the season, uh, he, he um, you know, whether, you know, this season has been, it hasn't been, even those early games were sort of, we, you know, we, we I didn't think we entirely convinced even when we no. sort of beat Manchester United no. and stuff. But what no. he did in those early games was I thought he set a tempo for the team. He's very yeah. busy and he just, cut, he, you know, he covers every blade of grass. Um, but he sort of doesn't, he's got too much of a kind of free role in a way. In that he'd, but, but I think there's, you know, movement in front of him is a problem. Um, the Everton game, I think, I mean the Everton game, but the first half in that, he, you know, he looked like the most technically gifted player on the pitch. And he still has that in his locker. I think he yeah. well, he, he's, oh, he traps the ball well. No his close control no of the ball is that. good. And we, he we keeps know, the ball well. We know what he but there do. was a lot of final balls that weren't yeah. going where they should do. And part of that, you know, feels that it has to do with the movement in front of him. And stuff. It, I think yeah. that's absolutely right. He looks up and Haller's, you know, rigidly standing to the guy that's marking him. Mm. Um, and, and then he turns it sideways to Noble or, you know, the, the ball just keeps going crab-like across the field. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. only reason it's doing that is that I don't think there's enough movement amongst forwards to actually make that space, make that little run. Um, he, he, I mean, we, we never play a ball over the top because we haven't got a player that will pursue it. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, we we just started to do that a little bit in the second half against Leicester. Just, just with Antonio, yeah. yes, with Antonio. Um, but uh, yeah, up until then, is he injured again? Did he survive uh, the West Brom game? <laughs> thankfully, yes. No. I mean, you know, he is—he's on a knife edge, isn't he? Of fitness, he clearly uh, like always, you know, he's, yeah, he's always absolutely. on the verge. Of you know, and he, but the moment he's just vital. Yep. He is vital. I mean, we, we improved a bit in the uh, first part of the second half against Leicester. Um, and we improved a bit in the second half against West Brom. And that had When they were down to 10 men. And when they were down to 10 men. And, and, and a lot of that is to do with, with Antonio. But, oh, you know, so to, to must, they didn't, we didn't get a shot on target until the 90th minute. I mean... But at the same time, we, we also know that West Brom were probably playing with five first-team regulars and the rest were drafted in. Hmm. Um, then they were down to 10 men with about 30 minutes to go. And, yeah, we played a little bit better towards the end of the game, but, by God, we should be. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, well, I mean, you know, with all these things, like the Leicester game is, like, well, Leicester are second in the league at the moment and they are, they are a very good outfit and we're oh, at home. Good. So, yeah, you know, they are very good. So, so it's not a surprise good. to be beaten by them. They're and similarly, good. West Brom are really only... You know, three places below us, essentially, and are winning all their games. So, so you know, they're at the top of their league. Well, they've actually they've, they've dipped in form in the last few weeks or so. They lost at the weekend to yeah. Stoke at home. Though they're still top of the division. They're, they're they? still top yeah, of the yeah. division. So, but but they've had a yeah. bad six game yeah. run because they were a long way in front. 
I know. I mean, I, I'm not really sort of um, scrabbling around for positives, but I'm. But but you know, I, I we have to kind of upset. We we if we're going to stay up, we're going to have to pull off a couple of upsets. Well, what I've we been doing it was, the other way. I've been learning what the championship sides are yeah, like because I think it'll be vital yeah. next year. What uh, we're doing yeah. is, what, I mean, it, you know, sorry, go on. What we're, do, what we're doing is kind of, uh, um, you know, losing hard games at the moment. At some point, we're going to have to start sort of winning our battles with teams around us rather than not winning them. And, uh, but, of, you know, of course, Moises' first game, we thumped Bournemouth 4 0. Yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, and we might uh, do that to Brighton, and we might yeah. do that, but, you know, but, 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 um, but we're without. We're I mean, to... injuries kill you. Yeah. I mean, injuries kill you. The, the injury to Fabianski this season has been, has cost us points. There's, there's no question mm. about that. Mm. And now, you know, and, and um, in the, uh, the game against Sheffield, Sheffield United, wasn't it, where Anderson got injured? You know, he was he was he was decent in that game. He was probably our best, you know, one of our best players in that game. And and you know, to lose him, just you know, I know he's not had the best of seasons, but he's pace and he's a threat and he creates space for others. Yeah. You know, we we are very 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 short of players that are going to cause trouble. Some of those injured players at the moment are going to be secretly pleased that they're injured, I think, yeah, because it's just, yeah. like you say, it's kind of like, it's not a happy ship out on the pitch no, there. Anderson was already kind of unhappy this season. I just don't know what his psychology is, and his psychology is a bit of a microcosm of the whole team's psychology, because it's just this yeah. sort of can't-do attitude, and uh, yeah. that sort of really... I mean, you know, it was, just, it was a massive Adam. setback, that Sheffield United, with the, 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 with the late VIR decision going mm. against us. You know, having had that little bit of momentum from the two wins going into it. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I think Moyes did have a game plan for Sheffield United. You know, we were passing our way out of that, their tight press in yeah. areas. We had created some chances in the first half. And, and you know, to, to lose in the way we did and, uh, you know, for a team that was short on confidence, that was a massive setback. Yes, it, it really, really yeah, was. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it was a more, you know, significant setback than the the Leicester game where the performance was disappointed, but we weren't possibly expecting to get anything out of it. No. Um, you know, in the end, maybe get going out of the FA Cup means, you know, fewer games, but you know, get rid of a distraction, as they say. But that's not how fans see it. And it's not, I think, how players really see it. I think you want to be winning football games, where, you know. No, it's, it's, but it, it, it's West Ham and it's something slightly different about this FA Cup. Um I, I think that, I mean, when you read the social media posts, one thing that our fans are absolutely desperate for is something to shout for. Um, and every time we go out to a cup from a lower league side, um, a, a little bit more despondency falls in. That, 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 that was a full house against West Bromwich Albion in the fourth round of the cup. The, the 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 willingness for them to go further was certainly there. So whilst it might make the league a little bit easier, we might stay up in the Premiership if we get some luck and, and the Cup would have been a distraction, that really isn't how West Ham supporters would say they wanted to be in that FA Cup. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it would just be, you know... We saw in 2006 that the team that, that is... Um, surprising other teams is playing well is on a good run you know entered the fa cup competition and did very well in it and you know and it's sort of you know we we, we, the last few years it feels like i can't sort of really remember a season where we we you know things have been going great guns and we similarly did well in the cup because it's now been so sort of long since those two things have sort of conflated that 
you're so delighted to be, you know, going well in the league that you kind of go, I don't want the cup to spoil it. I want to keep our league run going and try and finish, you know, sort of eighth or seventh or, you know, in some high league position. So I, I think the, the, the times in which I've had an opinion about the FA Cup is long gone, really, because mm. these last few years have just been this yo-yoing. If you do well, you don't want the cup to influence it. If you're not doing well you're actually sort of just not a good enough team to have the FA Cup be a kind of, you know, um, a happy distraction. You, 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 you're kind of a slightly shitty team. That's well, I suppose Wigan up. winning it and going down a few years ago kind yeah, of is, yeah, the, is yeah. the model of that. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Much the same happened to Portsmouth as well. So, I mean, it, mm. it's not a good recipe to go forward. Um, but, but it does give some of your fans a little happy memory. Yes, it, it does. You know, and I, 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 there have been so few happy moments in the last 10 years or so that that's, I think, where we, 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 we could do well to go for some of these cups. So, with our next, the transfer window is still open, though only for a few more days. Uh, so, uh, let's discuss that after this. Morning, Dave. Morning, Robbo. Slow start to the day? Get going with a delicious bacon and egg flat grill and regular coffee for just $9.90 at The Coffee Club. Available for a limited time only. Welcome back. Uh, So... Uh, it, it does really feel as if new players uh, are possibly our one and only hope. I mean, the the we've sort of been wrong about this, you know, the prospect of relegation before. I think under Grant, when when um, when uh, uh, Denver Bar came in and Victor Obina Victor, Victor Obina came in, um, the couple of results: the Liverpool game, the Stoke game uh i remember walking away from upton park with sam delaney going you know at least we're safe you know we're not going to go down now Mm. similarly allardyce's middle season uh which was catastrophically awful uh we walked away and i remember you jim saying i can't see where the points are coming from i think we're down we're down and uh we stayed up so we can be wrong we have been wrong so so i mean i i sort of yeah yeah i i'm i'm still not completely sort of open to the idea that we're, we're, you know, sort of relegation is an inevitability, but, but things are grim and it does feel that he's just got to get some guys in that are going to have an influence on the pitch, going to come in, yeah. can't get another. Um, no, I, I'm not saying it is an inevitability, um, uh, particularly if we get some, so just some extra legs and lungs in, in, in the team. Um, but the, it's realistically now it's three from that bottom six because there's a bit of a gap now yes, between the yeah. sort of 25, 26 points and the 30-pointers. And those, some of those 30-pointers, they're on a bit of a, a run. They're yeah, doing all yeah, right. Yeah. Newcastle's home form is holding up very well, isn't it? Um, and they're getting some surprising results. So I don't think they're going to get sucked back into it. Um, so realistically, it's three from six. And right now, we probably have... The worst form. Oh, we are the, the worst form team of, by of, far. Of yeah. six, you know. and, and and it's difficult to see where that is going to without people coming back from injury quickly 
um, and that will make a big difference. Uh, and and new and new blood. I mean, you know, it is literally paper thin, which makes the decision to send people like Holland out on loan all the more baffling. It's about four that went out he'd, in, he'd, in January. He'd, be, he'd been playing, surely. I mean, mm. he would have mm. he would have played in that game. It's very difficult, game. Jim, with, with with Holland. Let me say something about this uh, under twenty three side because they're leading that league. But they're leading the league below the one they were relegated from last yes, year. Yes, yes. Um, it's a very good under-23 side. About, I think, four or five of them have now gone out, out on loan, so they might not get promotion because he might have just put the rest out for experience. Um, but I'd, I've been to uh, Dagnum a few times when that under-23 side have been playing. And I have to say that if you had to pick out those that could actually play for the first team now, it's not many. No. Everybody sees the results they're getting, yeah. yeah. But but that's an entirely different league, and yeah. I think that um, if they were good enough, um, I think that they probably would have been pushed forward by now. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, you know, again in uh, the the previous uh, sort of Moyes uh, Red Adair style landing and uh, troubleshooting and keeping us up, um, he had Arnautovic, and he's better than Alaire. And, uh, uh, no, 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 no question. About uh, he, uh, he <laughs> on another level. Know, yeah. We had this sort of guy who was sort of in a bad mood, and then after Christmas, his mood got worse. But he still scored. You know, like you know, he uh, um, he is just a better player. Well, um, you know, when he uh, when he wasn't get you know sort of scoring goals, he was he was making an absolute bloody nuisance of himself. Mm. You know, he bullied defender. Haller's never going to bully defender, a defender no. in his life. He really no, isn't. No, You know, in the no. same way as Carlton Cole never bullied a defender. He is the no. thinking man's Carlton Cole, as I said. He's got his little kind of French philosopher's goatee and he looks wistfully at the sky, but he's not what we thought we were getting. No, so it's sort of, you know, get the, there are players there that uh, I don't think David Moyes can really get any more of a tune out of. Like, um, you know, we see. know what Zabaleta does. It's just the highlights on match of the day of the West Brom game and uh, the Leicester game just serially featured him being outrun by players from another yeah. team. So know? there has to be, doesn't there, one way or another, and I'm not really going to play a blame game about who's responsible for transfer policy or whatever, one way or another, between the people responsible for transfer policy there ha- that has to be there has to be a question mark over giving him a contract extension and not spending the money on buying a right back to challenge yeah. Fredericks for a first team place we need you need to have two potential first team ready fullbacks don't you yeah. it's, a, it's such a vital position in modern football um, and Zabaleta's lack of pace being exposed in the way it was there was one point where I think it was Harvey Barnes in the, in the Leicester game you know, knock the ball past him. He was about 10 yards behind Zabaleta mm-hmm. and he still beat him yeah, yeah. to the ball, you know. And, and it's not Zabaleta's fault, is it? It's just he's run, you know, his legs have gone and he's 35 years old or whatever. And I, I, why aren't people, why don't people see that? We on this podcast, people, fan, and everyone has been able to watch us and say, we need m- more energy and physicality in central midfield yeah. in this league. And we've got rid of the... T- I mean, you know, and literally Kuwati's form fell off a bit, but, but we, we've got rid of him, didn't really replace him. Got rid of Obiang, who I always quite liked as a player, certainly as a squad player, and uh, didn't replace him. So we've been left with, with, with Fulnaus, who's, who's manful. I, I quite like him. He runs around and he has a go and he tries, yeah. but he's... 
he's not a kind of tenacious central midfielder. He's a more creative. Yeah, and you don't know what he is. Yeah, yeah uh, and is. and and Snodgrass is the, our you know yeah. is the you is the he is the utility player. Yeah, we've got a bunch well, of number well, yeah, ten. But yeah, see, isn't, exactly. it, isn't it funny? Moyes arrives the first time round, and one of the things that he's got to get over is that Pyatt's gone. And as far as West Ham supporters can see, the replacement is a guy called Snodgrass. Snodgrass. And on every social media page you'll see, who's this Snodgrass? He's absolute rubbish. And in the second coming, this time Moyes, he's probably looking at Snodgrass and saying, I hope he's fit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, so yeah. from the guy that we really didn't want to arrive because he didn't replace somebody that was much, much better than him, we're now thinking about Snodgrass. Well, we need him in there for well, his determination. Well, yeah, he, I, think yeah. he, I think he sort of... Um, you know, the last time he came, he sort of reconfigured the defence. He played three at the back. He brought yes. Rice in. He brought Cresswell in as a central defender. And uh, he did uh, quite a lot of significant sort of um, spade work in rebuilding mm. the defence. You know, the defence we have now is sort of all right. We're back to yeah. the problem we had under Billich, is that they're sort of not getting any protection, not from the, not necessarily actual physical protection from the midfield, but protection from the rest of the team, troubling the other side's goal yeah, and I just giving them something to that, think that, about. That, you know, that, that, like there's four points, you know, there's four points basically from, you know, the... Uh, um, the Everton and Sheffield United games that sort of went begging because we didn't score enough goals. You know, if we'd scored a goal against Sheffield United, it would have been a different result. If we'd scored another goal against Everton, there's, yeah. there's already yeah, sort of four yeah. points. One would have been a win, yeah. one would have been yeah. a draw. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, we, you you know, know, and f- first half against Everton, we were, we were dominant yeah. enough to have done that. And you have to, you, you know, you have to score when you're in front. You're absolutely right. And they're attacking. Uh, I think there's a real problem. And it's sort of... It is it is perennial for for a team in a way known for its its enterprising nature that we that we we just can't seem to sort of score goals you know i mean the the the, the the purchases under Pellegrini this season have all been kind of attacking midfielders, building on attacking midfielders we already had and um you know, we we really just don't look much yeah. like we're going to score well, a goal. No, I mean, There's no one getting on the end of it. I mean, we had no. you know last season. You know, he, Hernandez, who obviously was not a player who could lead a line on his own, as a substitute, you know, chipped in with some very important and useful mm. goals, didn't he? As did and, Lucas and, Perez. And, and, as did Lucas Perez, and yeah. and did although you know he didn't do a lot while he was you know in the season before. Ayu just mm. popped up yeah. with the odd goal here and there. We've got no one who's doing that no, really no. um and lanzini has lost his shooting boots yeah. that happened yeah. some while ago even possibly well, to, before to, to his be, injury to be fair last season one of those number 10s because we've got number 10s in lanzini four nils anderson and wilshire we've yeah. got a lot of number 10s but last season anderson did actually you know contribute to yeah. towards the goal yes. quite a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, i think it's yeah. his lack of form for that number 10 position yeah. that, that that's been the thing that we've missed oh, and, and, and well you know antonio for all that he's been good what one goal in about one goal this season in about yeah. 10 games yeah, yeah. three disallowed um, well yeah you know yeah um so there are there are uh, uh there have been rumors there was the Stephen and Zonzi rumor that oh, sort yeah. of came finally came home to roost um that is still something that yeah. might possibly happen i mean these are all rumors yeah. uh, there's that you know feels as the uh transfer window uh shuts at the end of this week at the end of friday and we're now on 
what are we on Monday? Um, you know, something's got to happen. There's already a rumour of a uh, Sparta Prague. Um, Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague midfielder. Tomas Suchek. Suchek. Um, 24, young, apparently he's good. He's sort of... Uh, yeah, he's a current kind of, Czech international, yeah, isn't Czech he? Yeah, Czech international, indispensable uh, uh, to their team. Well, yeah, I mean, that you know... That feels like... That is the right, you know, but it feels... Uh, we, we have to get these people in, but it, you know, he's going to have to hit the ground running. Yeah, it's not the easiest time as a central midfielder to pick up the pace. And the uh, there, there, there's rumours of Nottingham Forest's pacey right back. The ca- cash. It's going to cost a lot of money. Cash. cash. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be pricey. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, we've, it feels like we sort of need someone up front. And that's very hard. Strikers is incredibly hard, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it just, just doesn't feel that that's going to going to happen, is it? Well, um, you know, something's you know. got to happen in that respect. So some sort of friend for Halaire up front and a change in the system to push two players up there. Maybe he's really got to get some legs into midfield and play a jetty and uh, Halaire up front and go, you, you know, you're it, boys. You've got to put yeah, I mean, he there. tried that against West Brom. He played both of them up front. I mean, I, I guess that the better answer would have been, but he wanted to rest him, would have been to play Antonio with either one of them. Yeah. Um, and second half, he played all three. Mm. Um, and quite frankly, Ajeti and Hello were the problem. Yeah. Because they were both totally immobile. I mean, a couple of times they trod on each other's toes because they seemed to feel that that they could make space, but they should do it as a pair. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was it was quite frightful to watch. To uh, be fair, I, I just Ajati just looks utterly out of his depth on every level. He's not quick enough. He doesn't. He can't finish. Uh, it's so I wonder if these guys will come in. I mean, I, you know, it feels like a piece, p- bit of pace in the team is yeah. is important. I mean, you know, uh, Dian Garner, whether we get him, you know, there's a lot of fury that we haven't got him back, but he's injured. Yeah, and they've kept he's him injured. anyway. They've done a deal for him to stay yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, whoever comes in, Phil, let's face it, we've got rid of a director of football. Um, probably we should have done anyway, but we haven't replaced him. We've got a new manager in with one assistant because he can't get any more backroom staff. Um, we've got one scout. So if we are attracting players and if we're in negotiations with agents to get players in, who's doing this? Because it sounds as if it's still Mr Sullivan. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't. I sort of don't really know about any of that behind the, the scenes stuff. I just know we've just got to get. You know, there's got to be some uh, new faces. I think, otherwise, you know, Moyes is really going to have to kind of polish a turd. Uh, yeah. to, but but, but to when all the of, demonstrations took place, yeah. one of the things that fans told him is that you seem to be looking after player recruitment. You seem to be running the club in this way. We would like you to. St- take a step back and appoint people to do it professionally rather than you doing it. The demonstrations and of a couple the, of years of ago. Of a couple of years ago. The, yeah. And two years later, a manager's gone, um, the director of football has gone, as I say, probably quite rightly because neither of them are right. But we're back yeah. to the thing that he promised not to do. To, to run the recruitment yeah, and to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to do that stuff again. Well, it's all happened. I mean, it, you know, again, not really defending it, but it has all happened very suddenly. Pellegrini, it, you it know, has, has yes. very disappointingly turned mm. out to be not very good. And I think, you know, I don't think anyone, especially after last season, was really sort of quite predicting that. So, so it has all been a bit sort of kick bollock scramble. But, you know... Um, it's come as a shock, definitely, 
Uh, and I think we all, we actually in the summer when, you know, when we were signing for Niles and Hallow and expecting actually <laughs> the, the, the other signings that we didn't have to, to, to follow, there was a point where sort of around July, we were, I think most of us were quite optimistic for the, for the yeah, season yeah, coming, absolutely. to be honest. Now, I think, you know, I think it has taken people by surprise, but it feels to me, and this last week has been a bit of a kind of, kind of turning point for me. It feels that, you know, things can be kind of cracking and groaning and creaking under the surface for a long time. And then when they start to fall apart, they fall apart very quickly. Yeah. It feels we're falling apart very quickly as a football club at the moment. And, and, you know, again, I don't, you, you, you could, I'm, I'm not one of the people who kind of rabidly anti anti board because because I mean they came in and picked us up where nobody else would and who would buy the club at the moment anyway. Um, but to be honest, you said it earlier. They're populists. He's a populist, and and they've been caught into a trap, haven't they? With with transfers, they've 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 chased marquee signings. They've brought. They've spent money on the kind of players they think West Ham fans want to see, and they are the fans. Fans, yeah. but they haven't put. It's like kind of putting that on top without really thinking about spending money in areas which are unexciting but needed filling and for the squads yeah, and so on. That kind of building sensibly you know and and we, sometimes fans are their own worst enemy aren't they you know there, there was talk of joe allen as a signing which if you think about where the club is right now in the crisis that we're in right now actually he's probably not a bad uh signing no someone because he's their... premiership ready isn't he yeah exactly someone to put their foot on the ball exactly and exactly and yet you know yeah and effort it. yeah and he's competent yet people throw their hands up in despair yes, at the idea yeah, and go, yeah. oh, this yeah. is not next level. Well, well we're uh, not uh, next similarly level. Similarly about David Moyes. Similarly about David yes, Moyes. Yes, I would agree. Exactly. You know, I, would agree. I mean, you know, it's, uh, in a way you just can't take sort of people's opinions on social media and the sort of people that, you know, it's a bit of an empty vessels medium, yeah. isn't it? The empty yeah. vessels make most noise. They get on social media more than anyone else. And so mm. this kind of uh, David Moyes, David Moyes, you're going, well, I mean, does your memory go back three years because he actually came in and did a pretty good job? If you disagree that he did a pretty good job, well, he kept us up. Uh, you know, we won some games of football. He inherited a, a team stripped and devoid yeah. of any confidence. And, um, and, and he organised it. He, he actually did, did things more. we could see happen yes. on the pitch. It, it, and often you don't know what a manager does. It, I don't know what Pep Guardiola do, does. I, what I do know is he's got a team full of players that cost like 70 plus million pounds. And that might be the good thing. You know, Pep Guardiola doubtless is a good manager, but yeah. you know he's not doing you know he's not doing everything that Manchester City does. And similarly, David Moyes in that season, you know, I was really taken with uh, things he did. It took quite a long time for him to do them because I don't think he got any help. He well, literally I, turned up. I had to well, I find think, his parking space. I think space. what he did, and we, we, we've touched upon it earlier, we, we were playing for it back um, under Slaven Bilic, and it was Moyes that sort of said, "Well, hold on, I think you've got a fallback problem." Um, Cresswell's fine as a player, but I think he has some weaknesses as a back and the right-back position doesn't really exist. You've been... I mean, even uh, Slaven Bilic was trying people like Antonio yeah. as a right-back. So uh, well, Moyes came in and identified that and paid three at the back and allowed wing-backs. Yeah. To, so yeah. your, but, your three defenders actually cover that position yeah. and he, he yeah. used what was available. Mm, yeah. And he actually... He introduced Declan Rice as one of those central yes, defenders... Yeah. Um, and he'd taken him out of a, an under-23 side where he'd been playing central midfield. So 
and I think that Declan Rice was probably one of the better centre backs of the three that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and yeah. and, and what what was it? You no, know, I think uh, with retrospect, you can see as a shame uh, the fact that not necessarily David Moyes for his David Moyesness, as averse to Manuel Pellegrini's Manuel Pellegrininess, just continuity of a manager getting us out of a scrape and saying, right, now, what do we need to be better next season? Because we didn't have that. We had, uh, we, we've had from Zola to Grant to, to Allardyce to Billich to Moyes to Pellegrini, we've had a managerial change every couple of years where the cards just get thrown in the, up in the air again. And there was one time when... You really didn't need you to, didn't need to fire the manager at that point. Yeah, yeah. You That's didn't need right. to fire the manager. And, you know, it's what you say, you're absolutely right, Colin, about the fullback problem, but here he is, back at the club. With a fullback to, problem. With yeah. exactly the same yeah. problem, yeah. But, but and, and substantially the yeah. same personnel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is a terrible indictment mm. of the transfer yeah. policy over the last couple of years. You know, and you feel, actually, the one that's injured, because Fredericks came... On day one of the transfer window last time, so you must that must that deal for Fredericks must have been set up under Moyes, in fact. Mm. Yes, it must have been. So yeah. he must have said, "Look, you've got to give me a pacey wing back because I want to," mm. you know. So, you know, it I, I, it's frustrating. Well, I mean, we're, I mean, football fans are not don't think rationally about their football clubs. It's not a rational business, is it? No, no. Um, and you know, we want excitement, we want flair, we want attacking football, we want next level, um, but we also kind of you know. Uh, we also want the club to be well run and well organised, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if, <laughs> it's very you know those things don't all come along at once, very often for a, a club of our size. No, they don't, and uh, you know they get sidelined. Uh, issues of kind of long term thinking by putting out fires in the short term and again uh, we can't think of that there's you know there's quite a lot of sort of uh, you know unrest again it was uh, directed at the appointment of Moyes but um, you know we literally saw him get us out of a scrape three years ago so mm. actually to do the same this season because I think we are more relegation threatened he's coming in later yeah. he's coming in with a mm. worse team yeah. you know we are massively massively in the cack and uh, sort of going, no, no, you want to be you know, thinking, yeah, hey, you want to go to a European manager? No, we're we're about to go down, so we have yeah. we, you know, we we need someone who might be able to I, get it done. I agree with all that, but I would I would say actually, in sort of on social media and whatever, I think more people are now inclined to point the finger at the board and at yes, they are, yes, absolutely. than, so, than yes. the manager yeah. Yeah. because I think they can see that the manager's been, you know, already... Actually, it did look as though without, without the sort of injury, without the absolute crisis, it did look as though they might be trying to get away without signing anyone yeah, absolutely. in this window. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, rumours yeah. were strong that that was the case, yeah. in which case, you know, if you were Moyes, you'd feel very much let down, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, they do have this... You know, in the end, they're they're responsible for for strategy in the club, and the, yeah. you know, and they and and investment, and you know, and, and if they're not prepared to invest, they shouldn't be in the game that they're in. It's a yes, big boys game. Yes, we probably game, haven't. You know, yeah. well, we probably haven't left enough time in this podcast to really sort yeah. of you know talk about them again. Obviously, well, we'll come every, back to it. I'm sure. Obviously, every podcast we talk about them a little bit. Like when James Cairns was there, James has yeah. some very interesting, good insights. Yeah, in yeah them, very and good. He does a little bit of research into them, and there's always stuff about 2023 and all that stuff. But um, you know, yes, it is. While we're in the middle of a crisis, it sort of feels you know 
that's what we should sort of focus on rather than the sort of big picture. But I mean, I, yes, I think you're right. Things are things are sort of coming to light. And I, I mean, they're, they're, you know, I think uh, one thing I would just uh, say very briefly. So I'm not entirely sure that they're they're absolute villains intent on destroying West Ham United and stripping it of all its assets. What I think is that they're sort of a bit inept. Uh, I yes, think I think inept is you know, top I think of the they're list a rather, bit inept. Than, rather no, than deliberate. Yeah. Um, they are a bit stuck in their ways. You know, they 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 didn't sort of unearth sort of Pochettinos and yeah. Klopps and Hasenhuttles and stuff. Every manager they sort of got, we'd all heard of because they're people from the past. It's like, you know, that sort of, it's just that sort of human nature that happens. They're both old men and, yeah. and that's and, a problem and they and, should sort of can, delegate can I someone. be fair to them as well? Because the other thing that they have to consider um, is that it might be every fan's desire for them to spend big in the January window to make sure that we don't, don't go down. Actually, if they spend big in the January window and do go down, that makes August very, very difficult and they might... If they're sensible people, they also should have one eye on the fact that if you spend your mm. money in January, you might go down in an even worse position because you might have actually been forced to sign players on contracts that they'll be bound uh, to I- I- in August. Yeah. Whereas you, you you can cut your cloth accordingly if you go down. But that that to yeah, me, we paid yes them. yes I think you're right. But that to me potentially says, well, they've been playing brinkmanship to a certain extent I think for a long, have. long while. It's yeah. James Kern's argument, isn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, I think, well, the, the, that combined with injuries and other things, you know, mm, it's a shitstorm mm. of, 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 of crisis yeah. now, isn't it? Um, you know, and we are... Oh, that they learned the wrong lesson from What that. I hope is that supporters in the games... Get behind the team on yeah. on, on the pitch. This is what we've got to stick together with that, and yeah. the away support does. Mm-hmm. I think the home support is a bit more. You know, it's 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 very difficult to to get a sort of sense of cohesive atmosphere going. Sometimes well, things it, become nervy. Sometimes, it, yeah. There, you know, so, yeah, things become. Well, nervy. let's talk about these next two games. We've got two games in you know four days or yeah. something. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, so, and you know, the first one is obviously extremely tricky. It's Liverpool, and at the weekend we have Brighton. Right. Well, um, I, I think our hope with Liverpool is that they just see it as that they they have they they take they are foot off the gas from the word go. They've they've got. Champions League coming up soon. Um, they were, I think they'll treat it. They'll play a full strength zone, obviously, but uh, I think they'll get one or two nil up early on and 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 knock it about. That's, that's yeah. my fear. Otherwise, we're looking at an absolute spanking again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, predictions for that one? Oh, predictions. Shall I go first? Yes. Because I'd, I'd, I'd never predict a West Ham defeat. I've never done it on any no. podcast. I'm not about to start now so um, on the basis that nothing else is possible I'm going for a four all draw four all draw excellent excellent that's the sort of thing I go for normally nil three nil three West Ham United one Liverpool 14 (laughs) (laughs) get down the bookmakers get down the bookmakers and uh, put a tenner on that Uh, and Brighton at the weekend I mean, they're, you know, their sort of tails are up. Our, our tails, out of all the tails in the division, are probably the most downward-pointing tails at the moment. Yeah, but that, that they, the players know right now that is... I mean, we lose that game, 
I can't really see us getting out of it. Uh, we win that game, it could change things a bit. It could be a real watershed moment. We have to win it. It is the definition of... of not, of not, well, it's game. not the definition of must-win in the sense that we're, you know, there's still plenty of games to play, but in terms of where we are and, and the morale and everything, mm. uh, with the games following it, uh, we have to win that. We have to win that. And Predictions. And I think we'll win it 2-1. 2-1. Colin? Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to win for a slightly different reason. I watched the body language when they came off the pitch against West Bromwich. Um, an awful lot of players looked dejected. Um, and the one player that looked entirely different from that was Mark Noble. He looked distraught. Mm. He looked as if he was going to break down in tears. Now, I don't think, knowing the nature of the guy as captain, he won't have made his feelings entirely clear. I think that we'll bounce back, whether it's enough for the rest of the season, but I think we'll come back. And I'm, did you say 2-0? Two, 2-1. Nil? Two, two, one. One. Two, one. I'll go 2-0. Hmm. I, I will say 3-1 then. 3-1. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, then he we, was partly distraught because he should have scored. He should have scored. He should have yeah, scored, yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah. Blazed over. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. Colin Mill. It's been happy. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool AF Sports Social Podcast Network Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.